Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new perspective, the podcast that brings you wisdoms and perspectives from all walks of life. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. I am. Uh, we're back with the Matt and Joe show. Hello, Joe. It's uh, been a little bit. So between uh, I think stuff going on with you and me, and uh, some not so fun stuff with me going on, but that's that's life. Absolutely. There's a, there's a saying I had recently. This is even before with my dad. Was uh, life happens every day and then until it doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. There's a um, there's there's an end. So enjoy the ride, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like um, you follow stoicism at all? Yeah. So I was I'm on this new page right now, and I'm like watching all these people like talk about different things. They're getting so like stoicism is so short. Like yes. if you look at Marcus Aurelius or like Seneca, like they didn't like go into these paragraphs of like trying to explain stoicism. Right. It's like trying to write paragraphs around Taoism. <laughs> You're right. Like, no, that's right. You're like, what are you trying to like? You're, if you try to over-explain it, you're missing the point. Right, right. I mean, it's kind of like the Einstein theory. If you if you can't explain it in, in in a few words, then you really don't understand it. Exactly. So one of my phrases I have is "take the ball and run." Exactly. Right, like that's stoicism. Yeah. It's like it's, you know, it's like, yeah. Take the ball and run. Like here's your situation. What are you gonna do with it? If you've ever seen Forrest Gump, then you you know you know what it is. Just yeah. take the ball and keep running. Just keep running. Keep running. Yeah. You get to the end, keep going. Right. And then someone's going to, like, trip you, and you're going, yep. shit, they tripped me. Okay, well, I guess we're going this way now. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But, like, there's no stopping it. There's no, like... No. And, I mean, I, th- I think I think the the most amazing part of, of life in general is that, you know, take the Forrest Gump concept for a minute. When he got when he was a football player and he got to the end, uh, if we got to the end zone, mm-hmm. he just kept going. When he got to the end of the arena, he just kept going. And then he wound up running across half the country. Right. You know, and then one day he decided, I don't want to run anymore. I'm going to go do this. Yeah. But he kept going. It was just, you know, it was a different ball. Right. That's a, I like the, you know, the Finding Nemo thing, too. Like, yep. And there's, like, so many other ones where, like, just, just keep going. Exactly. You know, but I think um, it's so weird right now because there's nobody, there's so many people not going anywhere. No, no, that's exactly right. And, you know. Like, that, what are you doing? You're wasting all this time. Like you're not taking any chances, you're not taking any risks. You're right. like you're living so safe that you're not even leaving your house to go get something anymore. Right. So now you're like in this like you're you're so incredibly safe that you're gonna wind up in a box one day and you're just all in one piece. The 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 concern I have for a lot of people that are that are like that, and you made you made the point about the eighty eighty one year old you talk with. Yeah. A lot of those people are going to get to the end of the line saying, I wish I would have. Right, the regrets. Right. And I'm fortunate because I know a lot of people that have the mentality, I need to do this or do that, do the other thing, so I don't have that feeling. I don't have a fear of regretting of what I didn't do because of how I do things. You know, people say to me, okay, so you podcast and you own a company and you're you're worried about growing that company and you worry about – creating another podcast for another another um, monetary gain and doing all these things, juggling all these balls, like at what point do you just go nuts? I'm like, I go nuts all the time. Yeah, but it's, it's insanity. It, it's, it's literally just how I work. I mean, I get home. I mean, my iPad right now is dead on my dresser next to my bed because when I go up to bed at midnight, I'm not done. I mean, my mind takes another hour to shut off. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what what else can I what else can I throw on my plate in the next hour? 
It's kind of it's kind of how my brain works. Not everybody's wired that way, but I think it's worse to almost have this like clock in your head, like look at all the things I have to do before I go. Well, okay, calm down with that. Just live the life you want to live your way. Just just go take some risk. Yeah. Well, that, I think we're not taking we're not taking a, a risk right now. Right. There's like um, we're we're lacking. It's weird to say it this way. We're lacking suffering. Okay. Because people think they're suffering. Right. But we're not suffering. No. We we have life so simple. Right. And so easy that the suffering they feel is maybe lack of purpose. Forward, forward. I mean, it's almost. Forward. It's almost. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost. Um, it's almost the pain from from not moving in any direction. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, was it Henry David Thoreau? His quote was, um, "The mass of men leave lives of quiet desperation." Yep. They're not right, going like, anywhere. Right. Your, your happiness chases you if you have something you're you're passionate about. Uh, for, for sure. I mean, I think I think the purpose of passion is for it to chase you. Right. I mean, I, I look at I look at people. Um, I have a personal contact in my life that um, has got children, and the and the way he he goes about it is, you know, he puts every he puts everything into into his children. That's I think it's amazing. I think it's wonderful. But it's it's something that he hasn't made the decision to take his kids and move forward together. He's almost kind of made the choice. Okay, I've had kids now. This is this is life now. It doesn't go forward from here. So he stopped. He he put a pause on his own life. Right. Okay. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to say to when I don't have kids. So I'm never going to say to someone with kids. No, absolutely. This is how you should live your life. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just simply saying, you can move forward. Just take them with you. Just put them put them on your back and move forward. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing that I think is missing because it, it enriches their lives if you move forward as a person. Well, they see that. I mean, yeah. have you ever read the Outliers book? Yes. And they talk about them there, like, you know, your kids are watching you become yep. successful. Yep. So they go, wow, dad's doing all of this. I have to, I want to do something too. Absolutely. And now they're working towards something. Right. So like, where did, like, I listened to my mom and my aunt kind of like try to throw under the bus this whole like blaming the younger people stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, this is what pisses me off is because you guys are wrong. Right. Because nature doesn't work that way. No. No, it, it doesn't. It, it, I don't. I don't know where we got lost in this whole track that we're going to blame all the younger people for everything that's wrong. And right. I'm like, but they really didn't know a whole lot. Right. Other than what you taught them as a baby. Exactly. As a child. So, like, how are you blaming the younger people for something you taught them? Right. Right. I mean, I, I look at it and and I say, as a perfect example, you know, with my dad, I watched. You know, my 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 dad was thirty three when I was born, and my dad stopped working. For someone else at 28, he was he was just done working for other people, and he was in textiles, and he was a big design guy, and all this stuff. And he just said, "I'm done." One day, the corner office just say, "Okay, this is a great office. The view's nice, but I gotta I gotta go do something else now." And you know, from that point, I never saw him either not work from his desk at home, or not own the Boar's Head routes in New York, or not you know, come down here and own the company sees on down here. I mean, I saw that and, you know, I remember having a conversation with my mom when I was like 12 years old and she was like worried about me learning these things to go out into the workforce and learn something. And I'm like, 
apparently when I was 12, I said, Mom, do you, do you think that I honestly have any intention of working for someone else? And I was 12. Yeah. But I didn't know anything. My mom was stay at home at that point. My dad, as far as I knew, I didn't know what it, he, he wasn't able to teach me what it was like to work for somebody else because he never did it. Right. You know, exactly. he, he was worried about all these philosophies. And what I learned is he was he was trying to bring me up for every angle that I could possibly wind up in. Like he didn't see the military coming. Neither did I for that matter. And so I did the military thing, and that's where I really learned some of the things that I use today. People say, hey, the military is the most non-entrepreneurial idea on the planet. True. But it also teaches you some disciplines that when everything is blowing up around you, oh yeah, you have to be able to maintain, okay, this is a line, and I'm going to stay on the line regardless of what's going on around me. No, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I, it is because, yeah. like— when I got out of the military, mm-hmm. I was, like, so fed up because I was, like, what do you mean I have to do it that way? That's right. ridiculous. Right. Like, there's there's a hundred better ways to do this. For a lot less money. For, for, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, like, why are we doing this? Exactly. Like, because this is what we've done and this is the way it has to be done. I'm, right. like, all right, well, whatever. Like, cool. You know, but so it is an entrepreneur whatsoever. Right. But you also learn to hold the line. Yep. Right? Here's the job you have to do. I don't care. You fucking suck it up. Right. And, and you're going to do the job. Yep. So when shit gets really, really hard... And it's going to. Exactly. When you're walking essentially into the forest alone. Yep. It's going to get really fucking hard. And you're going to go, you know what? This is what I want to do. And I'm not backing down until I do it. Exactly. Funny funny thing that I, th- I thought about you when I saw this. Um, the And I was, I was going to bring it up in our next one of these. And I, I'm thankful I remember. But there was a ad on Facebook that was, are you a CEO, an entrepreneur, or this or that, and struggle with depression click this button there's a whole course now oh really for people in these roles that do it almost unilaterally by themselves and they take all of the heat from everybody regardless of what the end game is it gets lonely it gets quiet when things are going bad there's one person to blame when it's good you're almost giving other people that benefit they don't we don't work on ourselves enough as people. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that's fair. I mean, I acknowledge that. I mean, I'm fortunate that I don't deal with um certain I mean, there's certain things that I deal with cuz it's part of it's part of the chair. If you want the chair, you deal with it. Um fortunately for me, I mean, I don't deal with certain things. I mean, I've got friends and contacts of mine that deal with it a lot heavier than I do. They t- they own it a lot more than I do. But um there's courses out there now targeted at you know, a large part of this demographic struggles with these things. You know, people want to monetize on it. That's fine. I'm not arguing with it. You know, the purpose the purpose is good. You know, you're talking to a demographic that I think largely gets ignored yeah. from that perspective because um, it's heavy. I mean, you know. Well, because they all think we're all, like, fine. We're all freedom. We're doing our own exactly. thing. Like, we should be and happy because we work for ourselves. You well, know? right. Like, or or we're, all, we're all bulletproof. And yeah. and the thing is, is that, you know, for me, I mean, I, I was blessed with the idea that, it, you know, entrepreneurial when I was young because even though I felt physically bulletproof, bulletproof I knew that I wasn't mentally bulletproof because I was de- already dealing with what if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? Yeah. Um, I, and I saw one of these uh, memes about, you know, how an entrepreneur's mind works. It was, it's a great idea. We're fine. This is a great idea. We're fine. No, it's not. I suck. Oh, things are going to be okay. Oh, they're not. We're going out of business. We're going bankrupt. Oh, no, that was great. Great quarter. Oh, wait. Now, like. Oh, yeah. 
And and I laugh that off not because it's untrue, but because that happens if you're an entrepreneur, you know, dealing with enough juggling balls. You deal with that every day. Forget like every quarter, every month, every week, oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you deal with it every if you're in the right sort of thing where you're having meetings and you're doing negotiations and you're dealing with clientele and all this stuff, you're dealing with that every day, every other day in, in full spectrum. And, you know, it is a you get you get off of you get out of work, you leave to go engage in something else and you've went you've went, you know, twelve rounds and you physically feel it. If oh, you're yeah. doing it right. That's yeah. what I think. Well, because that's the risk, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we're talking about is like there's not enough there's there's we're not struggling enough. Mm-mm. There's nobody there. There's not enough people out there, even people that are trying the entrepreneur thing. Yep. You're kind of trying it. Right. So you're not really even feeling the heat yet. And I think some people get into it. And like mm-hmm. Gary, he talks about it. He goes, maybe you're not a number one. Maybe right. you're a number five or maybe you're a number 10 or 15. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. You know, but recognize that soon enough to where you're not burying yourself as a number one. And getting that dark. That's an excellent point. And and one of the things that I want that, you know, if I could if I could talk to Gary V for twenty minutes, I would say to him, Okay, so the five, ten, fifteen, I think that's easier to see. But when you get into the point where you're talking about the three Oh yeah, the top three. The top three. Yeah. At what point do you like it gets so much harder to isolate which one you are once you get into that level because oh, yeah. a lot of things become interchangeable and a lot of a lot of strengths and weaknesses that are necessary or or drastically awful are interchangeable from the three positions it's just are you I, I think the difference for me between the two and the three and the one is are you willing at the end of the day regardless of whatever actually happened willing to make the choice to say, just give it here, right? Give, no, give exactly. it, give that, it all that's here. The end, that's the end game. I'm it's holding like, 600 pounds on my back. You guys want you guys want to fight over whose fault it is? Give me the give me another 600 pounds. I'll take it because I right. can carry it. Right. You know, and and I think that's really what it all comes down to. Sometimes, I mean, there's sometimes in it there there are times in my organization where I just say, you know what? There's a sword. I'm falling on it because. It's the betterment of the entire whole that I walk up here and I fall on the sword and then, you know, I, I put some pressure on it and I walk off, you know. I yeah. mean, everyone else, I mean, is bleeding out on the floor. Well, here's the thing about that too, though. If you don't, if you don't jump on it quick enough, mm-hmm. people will sit there and fuck around with it. For, they will. For days. It's like a and grenade. Like, it's right, like it's everybody's like, kicking at each other. Right. You're like, like, you're like, when are you going to just fucking do it? Like. The quicker you just deal with it yep. and knock it out. So, like, so many people, when I watch them try to make decisions, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't know, maybe, oh, no. I was like, just fucking, like, is it going to save you money? Right. Is it going to save you time? Yeah. Figure out what it's going to save you. Exactly. Figure out what the best route is. You know, like, I'm not going to fucking drive across town for 15 cents. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And, and, like, if you want to, you want to take it to the smallest decision like that. Yeah. You're like... Well, you know, I can get butter cheaper if I go over here, and but it's going to take you twenty minutes to drive over there. Exactly to save how much? It's one you of know, the, like, but you can expand that to the biggest decision too. That whole that whole that entire point you just made is the reason that I can't stand advisors. 
people that could t- that that call themselves advisors or advisory yeah. or whatever it is, because the problem is is that they get so distracted. Don't get me wrong, analytics are vitally important. I mean, I am the guy that my last recently opened apps, Google Analytics, uh, Google Ads, and Facebook Ads. Those are the last three I opened. I am an analytics lunatic. Um, now, what I do is I don't necessarily go down to the nitty gritty. I get my percentages. I get my stats. I at least know what I'm talking about when I get into those conversations. But the point for me is I need to know where we're going because I look at these and I read them and then I immediately take them. You know this. I take them and I turn them around and I make them stare at me. It doesn't matter what the reasons actually are for things to be up or down or left or right. They all right. they all are put on me, on you, depending on, you know, right. what, whatever it is. Right. Right. It's like there's nobody else to like point the finger at. No. And I look at it and I say, you have to you have to own you have to be willing to own all of it. And I, and I think, you know, the purpose of, of this cast, I think, is you make the decision, and, and Rob Herjavec, um, who's who I really, really like, he's Canadian and I don't hold it against him, but um, <laughs> the, um, he, he's brilliant. He's in the, um, he's in the um, biosecurity space, but um, he does an amazing job um, putting out quotes. And, and, and the thing that he said is, I never met anyone who said to themselves at the end, I wish I would have slept more. Oh, get up yeah. and go do it. Yeah. Just get up and go win, lose, whatever it is. You know, I heard I heard another um, one of my favorite shows. If you if you like to watch certain shows with really awesome, you know, business sort of mindsets, um, Suits is a show that oh, will yeah, make I used to watch Suits all the time. Twenty when million memes yeah. when when it when it comes out. One of the things that comes out is you want to lose small, I want to win big sort of thing. Yeah. You are going to run yourself absolutely ragged if that's your mentality. But the point is, is that when you get to the end, you're not going to be concerned about your two or three losses. You're going to be concerned about, look at my wins. Look at what I did. Look at what I did to myself to achieve it. I'm good. I can go now. Like, I'm good. And, and I think, you know, I think when you're looking at it from that perspective, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If, you want, if you're an athlete, there's going to be a point in time where you can't play that sport anymore. How oh, do yeah. you, you want to feel after it's over? When, whether, you're, whether you're talking about life, if, if you have a job but you have a family and you're a tireless family person, how do you want to feel when that's over? Do you want to... Do you want to look at it and say, I've, I, you know, I did everything good for my family. I experienced what I wanted to. Or do you want to, you know, be like, I wish I would have X because you can't do it anymore. Right. That's the whole that's thing. That's done. Yeah. So it's like that's the whole regrets thing. Yep. You know, like do you want to yeah, – that's why I like Gary Vee too because I actually um, – I did this a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Was volunteer at nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Go hang out with old people yep. for a while and listen to how like – regretful they exactly. are or, or miserable they are because they didn't you know like like today he says I, I don't have any regrets yeah I just wish I would have taken more chances yep you know and, like, and I'd get in an argument about whether or not that's regret but I understand where they're coming from right no exactly yeah you know is that the semantics thing or is right that, you know um, 
Because he could have taken, he did take chances. Yep. You know, what he did. He was the first one to go to college. He was the sure. first one to move away from home. He was first, you know, like all these situations that nobody else did. Exactly. So he did take chances. Yeah. You know, but you also see how far other people went. Yep. You know, with the exact same, with the exact same, probably, you know, internal skills. You know, it, it's yeah. not like the person that went further is better than him. Right. It's just they kept making those choices well, or taking those chances. Well, that's how I see myself and my dad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, my dad hustled. Yeah. He was always busy. He was always, like, helping somebody. He was mm-hmm. always building something or, like, working for somebody or right. whatever. Always find it, find another way to make it, make it a dime. Make yeah. another way to help somebody out or whatever. But I watched that, and I'm like, you got to a certain point, but then you stopped at that point. Right. I go, I learned everything that you did mm-hmm. and said, well, the world's so much fucking bigger. Right. So why, not that you did anything wrong. Right. Because if it wasn't for you showing me how to hustle and make a dime here and a dime there and a dime there and keep going, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known to even start there. Right. And so I took his ball and I, I was like, I'm going to keep running with absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I look up, I look at my dad and my dad and I have the same conversation sometimes. It's. You know, I was I was blessed with, I was we were both blessed in ways with a head start, because there were certain basics that we learned that we didn't have to step out in the world and figure out. Yeah. There were certain basic philosophies that we were able to take and grow off of. Um, there's a lot of people that walk out into the world, and if they get to where we started from, that's a success yeah. for them. No, I can because totally, there's a, I can totally see that. Yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, I mean, because that takes – I mean, my dad's my dad's almost 70. And, I mean, I look at it and it's like it took a lifetime of business to give me my diving board yeah. to jump in and whatever the hell this chaos is. Um, you know, people call it entrepreneurship. I call it, you know, professional, you know – Battle, battle royale situation, but it is battle. It is. That's what I feel like. That's why I feel like it is. Yeah, time. I'm just like, I feel like I'm like, in a in a personal battle with mm-hmm. the universe. Well, oh, absolutely. Murphy's law or whatever you want to call it. You I know? got. I I sent a text last night. So, um, the um, the company that we use for our marketing, it's a large large company called um, the Digital, and they're great. They're wonderful. But is it the yeah, T H E E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually met with those guys once. They're awesome. I, yeah. I love everybody there. Um, it's so funny my the cyclical things because I actually mm-hmm. met with them about my website and stuff yeah. a long time ago, and then they're 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 excellent. And and what I like about them is they're they're big enough to where they can do absolutely everything you want them to do, but they're small enough to where they still care. Half of them have my cell phone number. You yeah. know that whole thing. So I, I emailed I emailed. Um, my account manager Ryan, or I texted him, and I and I said, "These are the things that I need before we before you guys break for Thanksgiving." And you would think that you know normal people are like planning this or doing that or ramping towards a wind down, and it's like I will be a schizophrenic if I don't have the questions answered by Wednesday that I need answered in order to go enjoy the right, two days. You, you didn't have. Resolve right. or a resolution to yes. like to this thing that's going on here. Exactly, head. I'll be schizophrenic about it. Yeah, because it, and the thing is, what I like is Ryan and I've been working together almost for two years now. He knows that I'll be a schizophrenic. He knows that I will be chasing him down wherever he's enjoying Thanksgiving if I don't have that information. 
So it's it's important, I think, to remember to not not get on yourself for being that way. A lot of people will say like, "Oh my God, dude, calm down." Well, okay, that that's what everybody that's not in your specific realm is telling you. But just accept who you are, accept that's how your mind works, and find a way to get the information so you can in turn say, I can turn off and enjoy Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? And right. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that a lot of people, and I hear it all the time, you probably do as well, but I hear slow down. And yeah, I, why are you moving so fast? Why are you moving so fast? Why, why yeah. are you doing this? Give yourself some time. Take care of yourself. And I'm like, here's the thing. I'm just really, really happy I've got a really good immune system because I always have. And even when I get wound down, you know, there's some people that the minute they get tired, they get sick. If I was like that, I'd be sick all the time. Oh, yeah. I just thank God I'm not like that. But I look at it and I say, if I don't do this, I will get to the end of the day and be like, what did you do all day? What have oh, you, yeah. what have Why, you, you done today? Done no. So I felt like that. Like Today's been kind of a – luckily I had a lot of appointments today. Yeah. But I don't normally take a trip until, like, what you said. Mm-hmm. Like, I make sure, like, my desk is clean. Yep. Like, things are taken care of. There's no emails left. There's no, like, anything. Everybody's yeah. like – all the all the knots are tied up, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden I had that nine day out of nowhere, where all of a sudden I left in an hour and a half notice, basically, yep. and I'm like throwing shit in a bag and yep. going, and I'm like, well, I'll deal with the appointments when I get there because yep. I mean obviously nobody's going to be mad at me for right. canceling for no. why I canceled, no. but it's like, you know, I got out there and I was like, hey, this is going on, I'm sorry, like I have to reschedule or yep. whatever, you know, and I'm dealing with all of my stuff on the way out there. Yep, and I get back here and I'm I feel like I'm in complete shambles exactly because i i didn't tie up all my loose ends before i left and i'm like am i behind am i do i have something going on right you know i haven't done any instagram stuff i haven't done i mean i did a few while i was out there Mm -hmm. just to like for my own sanity right but like i didn't do any of my stuff yeah and i'm like do i it fucks your head up a little bit no it fucks up a lot i think and it's not like i didn't have an extremely important thing to be home for right but it doesn't make my mind any happier. No, no, it, like... it, it doesn't. And I think, but that's the thing that makes pe- people like you and I and other people out there that take, instead of the, the two or three balls that a lot of people juggle, and they're juggling 17, and they're not balls, they're, they're, they're swords or other flaming objects, and, right. and it's you're dodging the ones that fall and, and picking them mm. up and then throwing them back up there. But, you know, I, I, look, at, I look at certain things where... We're at the end of we're at the end of nineteen, and we're 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 running towards it, and we're fortunate. We've we've had a phenomenal year, and we're we're up, you know, significantly more than than um, than the average company would call a successful year. But we're doing we're looking at things right now where j- just to name a few, we're we're redoing the entire um, client interaction space. Where so so the entire lobby is getting redone. Compute, hardware is getting redone, software is getting updated, marketing, um, the automated marketing is getting switched over. And all this is going to happen between essentially today and January 1. Okay. Everything. And I've got people literally losing their minds. And because I, there's no way for me to, I can't give accounting spin on their spin on a automated marketing software. I can't. They have to be allowed to do their job. Doesn't mean I'm not at home at night, like comparing the three and doing all these things. But the point is, is that 
people would say, why don't you just make, you know, sizable changes with what you've achieved? And I'm like, because I have every intention of repeating this achievement next year. And the only way to do that is to say, okay, that's great. Give, give me some more. Like, I don't yeah. know what else it's going to create, what other dramas there may be. But currently, we can't handle what may happen next year, how we're built. So we have to grow with it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it, if people say to me, that sounds nuts to accomplish in, in what, 35 days? Yes, you're exactly right, 100% right. But if you don't do it, if we don't get where I want to be in 365 days from then, that's on me. It's right. not anybody else. But see, that's the thing. Is like, that's that whole like doing how hard to push. Mm-hmm. Because if you wait, if you uh, take too long, too much time, yeah, you're like, ah, we'll get to it. Yeah, like, ah, we'll do a little bit of that. Exactly. Ah, you know, you're you're losing that momentum. Yep. You're losing that that push or like that um, that driving into the resistance mm-hmm. or or you're back against the wall. Yep. Right. You're losing some of that risk or some of that. Oh, for sure. Things, you know, so some of the go get it. Right, exactly, because you're you're kind of like moseying along. Yep. Well, then you're, I mean, I learned that the hard way because I moseyed for a few years and okay. all this, but I was doing research. Yeah. So I didn't feel like I was doing nothing. Right. I just didn't feel I I feel that I didn't balance my research to business. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't build my business. Yeah. As I should have, and that's my fault. Right. The same we were just talking about. Like it's my fuck up. Right. I didn't build my business soon enough. Right. And in the course of doing research, I lost clients and whatever. And like, but now I have incredible research that's like products and systems that are backed in decades of research. Yes. That really important people want. Yep. So did I fuck up a little bit? Well, yeah, but like not really because like now I'm building my business and now I'm, I'm more confident in what I'm selling. Sometimes every, you know, the, sometimes the mantra of, you know, every, every step up or down that gets you to where you want to be is necessary. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it sometimes. Not, it doesn't, that's the whole thing. Of, like, it doesn't matter how you start and how you got there. Right. Like, it's in like, the middle, you, like nobody fucking, it? nobody even cares. No. Nobody's ever going to go back and like, I can't believe you didn't do anything for three years. Well, like, it, it's like, a, it, but it's a sexier story when you do that. See, yeah. you just made, you just made a sexier story for yourself. Um, you know, my, my, you know, my mentality was, or my "quote unquote" sexy story is, I had to basically, I had a, I had a thirty-story building, and I had to, you know, knock the top fifteen stories off in order to get it to where it needed to be. Now, not everybody so does trimming, that. It's trimming the fat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody is is willing to say, okay, well, I know, I see what's going to happen, and then it's going to be dark and low and shitty. Yeah. And then I see what's going to happen on the other end, so I'm doing it. But that's a, that's a that's the idea of sight or vision. Yes. Right? Like sight would say like what are you doing? You're fucking right. the whole thing up. But holding on to a vision and mm-hmm. knowing that you're you're reverse engineering and building this vision. You know, like I saw what I want. Right. I saw it 4 years ago. Yep. And I didn't really I didn't know how long it was going to take me to build my bridges. Right. You know, and I'm still fucking building bridges. Yep. Yeah, you, but you it's can't like, ever stop doing it's that. like, it's insane because I was like, oh, you wanted this big fancy goal, like yep. great, and you're accomplishing it. But there's so many times on that way where I'm going, okay, like, is it my turn yet? Yeah. Is it my turn yet? Like, everybody else is getting their turn. Exactly. Like, is it my turn yet? You're like, nope. You got your, your the printing process is still running. Exactly. Like, you haven't done exactly. yet. You're, you haven't sacrificed enough yet. 
It's your point. Going back to your original point of um, of of suffering enough. I mean, I, I, the thing that immediately popped into my head was think think of the way the body the body grows at something. Mm-hmm. You know, the way the way if you if you are doing squats and you're starting with ten pounds, and you do ten pounds two, three, four, five times, and then you move to fifteen pounds. Fifteen pounds hurts more than ten pounds. Yeah. But you're getting stronger, and that's what the pain means, as long as you're doing it right. Yeah. That's what the pain means. It, that, that's a, that's like the way. that little piece in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. So if you're doing it wrong, I mean, you're not getting anything. Right. But, um, you know, I was, an, I was an athlete, you know, through college. So, I mean, you know, it's such an easy thing for me to, for me to think about. There are, there are some – when I went from high school to college and had to learn how to, how to build my body to be a collegiate, ath- collegiate athlete, I said to myself – Wow, this is this is painful because I've never worked out that way. My talent was always enough. I didn't really have to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college, and it's like, wow, this sucks. Like I remember days taking batting practice, and it's like I can barely move my arms right now because it's the fall and you're lifting and you can't move your arms anymore. Oh. But it's there's a there's a purpose for all of it, yeah. and and I think well that, that's the, the building character. Yep. growth growth builds character. Like struggle builds growth, and, and Struggle builds character. Exactly. You know, and, I, and we're not, we're not, we don't. That's what's so weird about that saying is yeah. like we're not struggling enough, we're not suffering enough. But like, if you talk to somebody that's like been stuck in poverty or been or in a in a bad situation mm-hmm. or whatever or in an abusive situation, yeah, to say to someone that you're not struggling enough, you're yep. not suffering enough, is weird to say. And I and I want to make sure like anybody that hears this. You know that it's not taken that no, no out of context it, because I'm not saying it's, like it's not always literal. Yeah, because to, to each situation, I think you know we need to grow. We need to. That's why I was talking about. Um, you know, they can't figure out why kids are so entitled. Yep. Right. And I was like, well, it's, you know, we talk about the eighth place trophy thing. Yeah. Right. But you're continuing to let your kids just learn on iPads. Exactly. And not build something that they spent two or three hours building a card house or blocks or Legos or whatever. Yeah. And they spent three hours on this thing and all of a sudden it gets destroyed. Right. And they're like, I can't build that back up because it took me three hours to do it and I don't know what I did the first time. Right. So now you're pissed off. You're 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 upset. You're you know, this whole thing you spent all this time building is now gone. Right. And there's no respawn button. No. No, there is not. Right? There you can't not. like you can't play with your fucking blocks no. on the iPad, and they fall down. And you push your little button, and the blocks go back. Up. Exactly. You didn't struggle. You didn't. You didn't lose anything. You yep. didn't suffer. That's right. why the old video games were awesome. Because you know, Super Mario, you lost three lives. It was game over, man. It's game over. You're, game you, over. You lost it all. You Done. Know, you're like, oh, I got. I'm gonna respawn and then go back to where I was. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And then the game genie came out and ruined it all. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I think I think one of the most entertaining parts of the struggle. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I grew up in an environment. I was. I was blessed. You know, and I thank God for that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was blessed in two ways. I was blessed because you know my parents. You know, worked really hard for the ability to give their kids. You know, a really, really good upbringing, good life. But I'm also thankful that they said that we will not raise our kids to be um, entitled brats. To put it nicely. Um, they, they said, okay, you're in trouble In trouble does not mean, you know, you can go out with your friends, but you lose your iPad. You're in trouble. So you're going to do chores 
or you're going to chill in your room until you're not in trouble anymore. It wasn't it wasn't this sort of like federal prison form of you know <laughs> of of prison. Right. You know, it's not it's not club med. It, it is um, we didn't get we didn't get cars or gifts just because we were alive or something. It was because we were now sixteen. Right, and you deserve a car exactly. Right. And you know, it was it was very you know my first car. You know, my dad said to me, and my dad was very big on principles. Even if he was concerned that I learned the principles, even if it wasn't, even if he he didn't allow me to go without. So he said to me, "What car do you want?" So I told him, and he said, "All right, go get go go earn half the money," which is still more money than I had ever seen at fifteen. So it wasn't like saying, go make $5. It was go make more money than I've ever seen in one place at 15. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have a job, went and got a job, earned the money. And then he said, okay. You know, because it was important to him. The amount of money for the car is not what concerned him. What concerned him was, did I learn that in order to get something that I want, I have to go out and work for it and make the money and there's value in money? Well, he taught me both those lessons. And he got his point. I got my point. And at 15, I got a car. But I also learned that when you, you know, blood, sweat, tears, whatever it is you put into something is how you get what you want. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Because you you learn really quickly that, you know, you value what you got. Mm -hmm. You see people like kids that are put through college that skip class half the time. Or, you know, they were given their cars. They're like, you know, I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Whatever, you know, like you're not you're not understanding that you didn't learn the struggle. Right. That it takes to acquire exactly. this thing. And right. I'm not talking about like, you know, you can you talk about the marshmallow testing mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know, but but to truly have to struggle yep. is understanding entrepreneurship. Exactly. And that's what like all these people like that are in the dark space of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. is it because that you thought everything was like, you've watched Instagram and you think entrepreneurship sexy and it's going to be like this this glamorous thing, you're going to have fucking planes and like, you know. It's a meme now. I yeah. think entrepreneurship is a meme. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, you know, to get to the point where it looked like, the best, somebody asked me about Instagram and, the, and he's the son of a client. He's a really good kid and he... He's about to graduate high school, and he's in. He's in. He's a very good kid. He, he's private school educated. He's got a job. He does all the things that that make him someone like I would have hung out with with when I was a kid. You know, had some struggle. You know, we were never going to go hungry. We knew that we were going to be put in some good environments, have a little bit of a head start, but we had to earn everything else we got. And you know, the point he asked me is, you know, when does this stuff become? Sexy, and I'm like, if I could, if I could explain to you what it what it takes to make entrepreneurship look sexy, I would ask you, what does it take to make a Hollywood blockbuster movie? Like seeing behind the screen, like what went on behind the scenes to make it look that way. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think. No, I think it's I a mean, great way of saying it. Yeah, because you don't you don't see all of the, you're just you know you're seeing the people that already have it that, yep. that made it. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, they already, you know, they have all this, and they, yeah. they, they can have anything they want. They mm-hmm. can go anywhere they want. But you're not seeing all of the, the, the heartache and all of the tears no. and all of the, the, the late nights and, like, 
getting your ass kicked over and over and over again. Failure, you know, and and one of the things that uh, you know, I go back to, uh, I'll make, I'll bring up Shark Shark Tech again, and one of the things, there's two points that I love that they make all the time. One is part of this is failing. You will fail, whether it's at the entirety of of the of what you're doing or different aspects of what you're doing until you figure out how to do it the right way. Then you stop failing at that and you fail at something else. Um, so they make that point a lot, which I think is important for people to hear because when you watch five people with a combined worth of like $50 billion, it's kind of hard to look at that and see like the struggle's real. You know, I mean, it's a right, little bit hard like to you see. Right, you already have it. You're right. Already, they're already there and they're going, oh, well, you know, this and like that. And, well, I don't really want that. And right. I this and like, I'm not willing to do that. And I'm right. And to do this. And you're like, right. well, you're an asshole. Like, right. Why can't you believe you want to help me? And it's like, no. And the other point they make, which I think is excellent, is they go and they say, they say, okay, you want to be, you want to be an entrepreneur. You have a full-time job, which you want to keep so you can pay yourself. And then still go out and risk this thing. And I mean, they all collectively have a philosophy, which I think is so good for people to hear. If you're not, if you're not all in, I'm not going to take my money and back you with it. Yeah, why? Would you know you? Why, why? Why? Because because you know you look at a guy, you look at a guy like um, you look at a guy like you know Mark Cuban or um, you know Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban decided let me broadcast some Indiana basketball games on the on on the internet and he sold that for 14 billion dollars okay that's a thought process no one had back then yeah um and then you know Kevin O'Leary you know lived in his mom's basement until he finally made it happen but the whole thing is is just whatever wh- whatever it takes for you to be all in for someone to look at you and say you know what you need to be allowed to go get what you're going to get. And I mean, I think, you know, I have people look at me and and say, hey, you know, I want to, you know, would you, would you invest in this? And I say, yeah, I mean, and I've gotten probably in 2019, I've probably gotten a hundred different people that I know make the suggestion to me, hey, would you invest in this? I've seriously considered one because making the choice to say, I'm going to invest money in what you're trying to accomplish means to me that you have a lot of the same philosophies that I have. And if you're going to do it, you got to bite bite the bullet between your teeth and and just run through a run through a field of gunpowder and hope it doesn't go off in your mouth. Yeah. Like you know, and I, and I think it's it's a hard thing when you're trying to explain that to someone. Either you have it, you get it, or you don't have it and you don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't learn the philosophy of it, but then going out and saying whatever happens with my sleeping, my eating, my my personal well-being, that'll happen. I'm going to go do this. Yeah, I'm just fucking happy I don't have to eat like two-day-old fucking pastries anymore. <laughs> right? Like I still haven't made it. I'm far from you, you, like you, oh, I would say far from. I can see the the there's a glimmer of light mm-hmm. finally on the other side, but I'll like, tell you. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. The yours is eating two day old pastry. Mine is being. I lived just outside of Cameron Village, over off of um, off of Daniels in the really old apartments. Okay, I know it was like five hundred bucks about. a month at the time. So now it's like Cameron two, Park is or or what is that called over there? 
I think it's called the, I think it's called the Cameron Village Apartments. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly. It's between like just old brick buildings, yep, right? Like, yep. Exactly. Like... Exactly. And I remember sitting there, and I remember my phone running out of getting to overage and this was before right, right, it just boom so i remember walking from and i had no i don't think i had any gas either because i walked from and the only payphone was in the mcdonald's parking lot down on p street that, or where, no no where, no uh, at, oh, at, oh, right yeah, in cameron yeah, village. Right village and yeah. i remember hoofing it from my apartment over there because i had no gas and i had no cell phone minutes and I had to make a phone call, and I had to make it collect, and hoping the person would accept the charges. Like, I mean, I don't want to hate myself, but I mean, we were still making collect calls. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And it's not, it's not out of a lack of taking risks to maybe wind up back there. I've made decisions that people were sure they were people were so sure that my decisions were wrong. That they made very bad career choices and went and left my organization and went to work for organizations that they knew were a risk. And those people now are picking up the phone and calling my organization and saying, hey, are you hiring? No. Or not. <laughs> um, and, and don't get me wrong. I love that feeling. I, I, I love the feeling of having you call me and ask if we're hiring. I enjoy that. I, I love the of of my cell phone going off. People saying, you know, I'm I'm really, um, you know, I'm I'm regretful of the decision that I made here. And I'm like, yes, I think in order to to do this, to do entrepreneurship, to do business, to do life to a certain extent, you have to be a little bit vain. You have to be a little bit. Yeah, you know what? I like that because that's fuel for it's my a, next bad decision. It's, quote it's unquote. A, it's a. It's confidence mm-hmm. with a sprinkle of arrogance. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be too arrogant. Because arrogant, right. arrogance is asshole. I mean, yeah, it's it like is. The, you don't want to be that either. No. But being so confident in what your decision is, yep. that you're going to run with it. Yep. And you're going to run with it through all the other shit, exactly. through all the other bullshit. All the other people are going, what are you doing? Yeah. That's not, you're not doing the right thing. Right. You're not doing the right thing. That's not how I would do it. Right. And you're going, you're confident enough and a dusting mm-hmm. of arrogance. Yep. Uh, maybe a chip on your shoulder. I don't know. Right. Like whatever you need. I mean, like, chips on your shoulder is good. I think. You know, like I've had a chip on my shoulder for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and it I, never I, gets heavy. People ask, "Does it get heavy?" My mom, my mom asked me when I was like eleven. <laughs> hey, is that chip on your shoulder ever get? Heavy? Nope. I like I, I enjoy. It. I'm we're, like, like, we're like friends now. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. You know, it's kind of like you know, it just kind of hangs out. There. It's like a second. It's like a second head like pop yeah, out of your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, but I, I was told I was dumb for most of my life. You know, I, I was the dumb kid in school. Like back, you know yourself back in our our day of growing up, yeah. in the eighties and stuff like that. If you weren't the the, the, the studious kid, you're like, ah, you'll be fine. You'll go work in a factory. Yeah, somewhere. Exactly. We're gonna keep. We're not gonna fail you because it'll make us look bad. Right. So we're gonna keep like shoveling you through a little bit. You know, and like, I didn't care about school. Yeah. You know, like I just it wasn't my thing. Right. So I didn't I didn't give a shit about yep. it. But they pass you anyway. Of course. Like, you know, like, we'll, we'll get you through. You're fine, you know. But that was the chip I had on my shoulder. Yeah. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just prove to you all that I wasn't fucking stupid. Yep. I mean, I look at I look at things and I, you know, when I was a student, I, I wasn't, I didn't, there were two classes that I paid attention in. The rest of them, 
I tested really, really well. That was the whole thing for me. It's like I knew how to take a test, you know, even when I didn't know the material. Um, but, you know, political science, things like that, things that really got me, like, excited to learn about. Yeah, that's stuff, that stuff I got really excited about. But I look at it and, and I say, you know, and I think I've talked about this once before. You can get a degree in entrepreneurship. You yeah. can get a degree in business management. You can get a degree in leadership. And I've, I've never heard three more ridiculous things to get a classroom education on. Oh, yeah. Because you can't replicate it. I mean, it's not the equivalent of a teacher saying to you, no calculators, you're not going to have that in the real world. Okay, that's that's one form of ridiculous. The other form of ridiculous is, let me teach you leadership in a classroom. Right. No. Like, how are you going to yeah. learn that? Like, how, you know, leadership, you know, you can't teach that in a classroom. You know, standing at the edge of, you know, being bankrupt or being wildly successful Hashtag entrepreneurship. You can't learn that in the classroom either. I personally believe you can't learn that until people ask me, when did I become an entrepreneur? And honestly, if I'm going by my own practice, it was like 18 months ago. And not that I've been fucking around prior to that, but I was presented with a situation that I had the ability. I had the ability to take one gigantic step back. I was financially okay. I could have went exit stage left. And went and made sure that I was financially okay. What did I do? I chopped down the right down the center of a two million dollar company, and I said, "This isn't right, and I've got to rebuild it from here." And went all in on that. I mean, arguably not a great decision based well, upon the facts. I mean, that but, was that was a situation I put myself in in March. Yeah, you know, like. Was I an entrepreneur before that? Well, yeah, I've been making my own money essentially for 10 years. Exactly. Off and on, or even before that. Mm-hmm. But at what level of risk right. do you consider yourself, you know, the level of entrepreneur that these other players are at? For sure. You know, like, when you listen to these talks, I don't know how much content you listen to in regards mm-hmm. to, like, you know, I study the, the other billionaires. I study, like, people that have made it, like, even yeah. Olympic athletes and stuff like that. For sure. And you're like... What level of risk was it, was me taking right. where I found myself equal to some of the risks some of these other people have taken to get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and when I, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you know the story, but like when I signed the lease here, mm-hmm. my car was a payment from repossession. Yep. Every, pay, every bill I had, including cell phone, was in disconnect. I had barely paid the rent for the apartment. I barely paid any rent for my office. Yeah. And I put my name on a on, – my girlfriend was like, you don't have anything anyway, so who right. really cares? Right. You know, so I put my name on a lease for $118,000 mm-hmm. for three years. Right. And I was like, with nothing. I yeah. literally had negative of anything. Yeah. And the landlord, landlord was like, well, do you want to try? Yeah. I'm like, let's do it. Let's, yeah. I mean, at you some know, point, like, that, that's, that's, that's the answer sometimes. You know, this is where I am. I'm going to sign – I'm, I'm going to bet on myself yeah. and keep going. Like, I think your point you just made is relative. Because I look at a guy like if you take a take a take a Mark Cuban and, and, a, and an Elon Elon Musk for a minute. So when Elon Musk before he got into um, Tesla and SpaceX, he had just sold his, his shares in in Zip two and and um, uh, PayPal PayPal for like forty billion dollars. And the the thing that 
and again, I'm not recommending anybody go out and do this, but the point is, is that by the time he invested in SpaceX and Tesla, he had to borrow money for his next mortgage payment. He took $40 billion of his own money and literally went all in on something else. He's the guy that's motivated by being literally fucked. Yeah. Like he's fucked if what he's doing doesn't work. Well, that's what he was saying when they when they asked him because when the, um, SpaceX failed, mm-hmm. what was it the third time? Yeah. And they're like, you know, what made you keep going? Because mm-hmm. we'll never give up. Right. Like I'd have to be dead or incapacitated yeah. to like not try one more time. Right. You know, and the, the last one worked. Yeah, exactly. And and then you look at you look at Mark Cuban, and don't be wrong. I mean, I don't think there's anything negative to say about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is probably slightly, from an intellectual standpoint, smarter, simply because he's not saying I have 14 billion dollars. I'm gonna take in a basketball team. I'm gonna take 14 billion dollars in a basketball team and and throw it on 18 red. You know, right. I mean, I mean that's essentially what it must do. Yeah, with his 40 billion. I mean, exactly. And I mean, you think about it, and it, it's funny when I tell people that story. You you think I get two different responses? Holy shit! What the fuck? And then I get that response, the response I got from you, which is, you know, okay, that's entrepreneurship. I mean, really, at its at its most, I call it at its most Musk, because that's who he is. But um, he's he's probably the most definition entrepreneur that's ever existed as a as a person. Like a one human being. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, just keep rolling the fucking yeah, dice. Yeah, just roll. Because you know what? I mean, that's who he is. He he lives and breathes off rolling the dice. And and I mean, he he's built he's built so much off of that forty billion. I mean, he's he's you know. And the thing is, one of my one of my favorite points that I make to people: What is the purpose of Tesla? And I hear so many different philosophies and what the purpose is. Tesla is an is a gigantic multi billion dollar experiment. Yeah, Elon Musk wanted to test his battery technology. Could it be functional in the world to 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 meet needs of various varieties? Yeah, I mean, does he give a crap about the car? Yeah, does he give a crap about you know the technology? Yeah, it's a battery on wheels. It is a functional yeah, test of his really battery is. technology. Yeah. And, you know, literally the technology that is in their plant um, in the Southwest has no external power source. The roof is the same solar tech version of the batteries that are in those cars. Powers the entire giga plant out there. I mean, it's ginormous and it's so solar So he has powered. a solar, solar roof on, the, mm-hmm. on that. I didn't yep. realize that. No, no external um, electrical sources of any kind coming into the building. Just purely roof converters, boom, right in oh, the building. Wow. Okay. And it's it's everything they do is a functional test of of the technology that he thought would one day run the world. Well, if if you want to walk around and say that, you got to prove it to me. Now, people that are really really smart and followed him are like, he's not a car manufacturer. He's a tech guy. He cares about the technology that's making them operate. And if you want to talk about going all in on what you believe in, you believe in battery technology, and we take $40 billion and put it into a space plane and a, and, and a, and a car company, yeah. and now I'm broke again? No, don't get me wrong. He, he, wrote some, he wrote some nice contracts for himself in there. But, I mean, that was after he made the company money. Yeah. You know, 
So I, I look at it and I, and I say there's various degrees of where, and it, it's all relative to where you go. I mean, what your, what your, um, you know, riding with a devil level is like is different than Musk's and Cubans and O'Leary's and a bunch of other people's. You know, mine's different than yours, but it's really, in my opinion, all about getting to the end where you feel that you're in the back half of your head saying to you, alert, DEFCON 5, get out while you still can, come with me if you want to live sort of thing. Right. And you're, and you're just going, like, I'm going that way. I'm just going. I'm going that way. Yeah. And every everyone that you know does the entrepreneurial thing everyone that does life in general i think has that moment and it's what do you want to do in that moment or what do you do in that moment that says okay which direction am i going what what philosophy am i going to live by because yeah. i think that one moment can make a decision for the rest of your life i mean that's well, no, exactly. i mean you, you look at like what i did like i could have easily gone well i'm going to go find some old dumpy mm-hmm. like massage building or whatever yep. and like go back to what I was doing because it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing yep. makes sense. I know what I'm doing will help people and and, it, and it's credible and it's working. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to fucking bet on myself. Yep. And if you put it in the perspective of me having literally made five to $10,000 in one year and, yeah. and bet on $118,000. Yep. yep. If you put that in the same perspective of what Musk did with forty billion, yeah, it's really like it's the same level of risk and different is. different perspective. Bingo, bingo. I had zero. I had yep. negative zero. Someone gave me a chance. I'm going. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. So now I'm growing into what I signed myself up yep. to. You're growing into your own shoes. Yeah. And and that's and that's a thing. I mean, you know, we we, we come collectively come from um, big shoes to fill. And I think I think if we if we look at it that way, I think you drown in it a little bit. If you if you set the shoe size for yourself using the springboard that we were we had the opportunity to have growing you mean up, you and I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that it allows you to use what what collectively we were taught by by our our uh, by our dads, our parents. And turn it into 2.0, if you will, like yeah. the next episode. Right. Um, That's what it had to be. Like, yeah. You know, he can take. I can take his legacy mm-hmm. and just fucking keep going with it. Yeah. Like I wrote it in my journal the other day, and this is something I've had in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want to. I want to build the hospital of the future. Mm-hmm. I'm changing. I'm building. I'm changing medicine right mm-hmm. now. That, that's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing. And to see my dad's name on the side of the hospital. Absolutely. I mean, right? like, you know what? Like, he deserves that to, for people to speak his name for long after I'm even gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at it from the perspective of, you know, my dad, my dad is, 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 um, he's going to be remembered for a lot of different reasons. The, the point is, you know, I, I think it's, you know that point. That point to your to your dad is important for you, and I argue it's going to be important. It's going to be important for him. My whole thing is what what's important to them. Like you know, my I dad. I look at my dad, and my dad is very proud of of his kids. 
is very, very proud of his grandkids. He's very proud of, of that's what's important to him. Now, does he like the fact that he instilled in me things that help make me successful? Yeah, he does. But, you know, whether I'm successful in, in building Lincoln Log houses or, or doing this or, or doing something else, he's still going to love me and be proud of me either way. The point is, is that I think it's what do we – how do we remember them presently when they're not here, when we're still here? What do, what do we want collectively? And it's like you know, there, there, there's a lot that comes along with being, being a male child, I think. And the older I get, the more I realize it because there is the one, the one um, weight that – that my sisters, that female children won't carry is, um, you know, the legacy, the name of the legacy name. And, you know, it's interesting because it's, you know, my dad, my brother, myself, and you've got how many male? There's my younger, I have a younger brother. Okay. So there, there's a couple of, of last names left. And that is a, it's not a, I'm gonna call it a burden. It's a weight to carry though. You know, when you look at it, especially depending on where your family comes from, you got a big family. Okay, you got a bigger family than I have. And I look at it and I'm like, there's some weight involved in it. And whether you want to be an entrepreneur or whether you want to be, you know, comfortable at in, in that relative speak, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. But the point is, is that there's still risk, reward, even if, even just being involved in a family, even being part of a unit there's right. still that there, there's pressure that, and weight and yeah you know but it's also come down to come comes down to how far or how big you want to build something mm-hmm. right do you want i could i could literally not finish anything i'm doing and just build an amazing podcast mm-hmm. and still people would know who i am yep right or i can continue building what i'm doing and, and a lot more people will know who I am. exactly you know and but the one thing I really, in that kind of a similar perspective, mm-hmm. in a similar regard, is like, you know, with Gary Vee and not like his wife and his kids are like completely private from yeah. from everybody. Everybody knows who he is. Yep. But he doesn't flash them around. Right. And I said this to um, my cousin when I was, she came over for a massage when I was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And she, I was explaining this to her and she goes, I didn't, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It was like, people are putting their kids online. Right. Their pictures of their kids online. If you do, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. That's your choice. I'm not one. Like, that's the whole thing. I'm not a parent. Mm-hmm. You do what you want. Yeah. But your child, think of, like, us when we graduated high school, mm-hmm. right? And the parents dug out all the baby pictures and mm-hmm. every saw, and you're kind of like, oh, kind of embarrassed or whatever. Well, imagine that your pictures are already online. And right. you had no choice whether yeah. or not you were put online or not. Yep. So you never got permission. Mm-hmm to publicly post this tantrum or this picture of your child on the internet that someone anywhere in the world can download Mm -hmm. and use for whatever they want. Right. And now you're going, you know, they're going to be 18 years old, 19 years old, and all all their baby pictures are public for the world to see. Yeah. You know, and that's the piece that drives you, like, drives you crazy. It's like... Think about that because a lot of times people are posting pictures of their kids mm-hmm. to get their own likes. For sure. And, you know, I, I think I think a lot of it, speaking just to that premise specifically, it, it's almost it's almost sad the way the way tech has kind of made that particular element because 
you look at a guy like um, there are some people that hell. Let's take the Kardashians for a minute as a unit. They will they will put up a picture of whatever if they think it's going to further their what they do. Great, that's entirely your choice. You'll pay for that or you won't pay for that at some point down the road. And then you've got somebody like a somebody like you know um, I'll go back to uh, Robert Herjavec. He is a like as far as entrepreneurs go, as far as people that go out to make millions upon millions of dollars, he is about as wholesome as an individual as they come. And this is a guy that will every once in a while include pictures, you know, with his wife or his kid. And really the purpose is to show the depth of what he's trying to say. He's not trying to expose his family in any sort of he's dynamic. He's not flaunting it, trying right. to get more of exposure. He's using it to like show you know, the credibility of, exactly. of himself. And, and you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, see, that's amazing. But the problem is how you're using that isn't really up to you once you put it out there. No, yeah. It's up to whoever's viewing it right. as it's, to it's what is the purpose of, of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I don't think people are taking that into, into account. Because no, you know, I think you're right on that. Because there's, there, it's now public yep. use. Yeah. Of whatever someone wants to do, and yeah. I'm not trying to get, you know, bring up the creepy side or the right. dark side, but that fucking side is very real. Yes, it is. It is you know, very without, real. Without being outright and saying it, but yeah. it's very real, it and is. we know it is, and yep. it exists. And you're trying to say that you're putting your pictures of of your small children on there, and you're thinking that they're just staying right there. Yeah. You know, like it's that that's insanity. It is. And and I mean I, I look at it and I think I think private you know, a private life aspect is, is wildly important. I mean I think I think it's um it's important to have you know, I, I ask people people ask me all the time, you know, where are you in the in the relationship department? And I say to people, I'm really, really happy, all right, about ten or twelve people know the details of it. Because those are the 10 or 12 people that are in my completely private circle. And the rest don't need to know about my entire life. If, yeah. there's a, if there's a Christmas picture that makes it out there, hey. If there's a if there's a uh, 30th anniversary celebration and you, you guys figure things out, great. Good for you guys. But, you know, when it comes to kids, I think that... There is a dynamic that you do that you do have to at least concern yourself with. What what am I trying to suggest or say with this picture? Is is this is this necessary to tell the story? And oh, I think yeah. that that's that's something that because I'm not saying don't tell your story. I'm not saying don't say, don't tell it however you want to. I'm just simply saying consider what am I trying to say? What is that statement worth? And what are what risks are involved? You mean intent? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, because that's what we have to really think yep. about, and that, like that's not being considered, right? Right. Like, you see that in marketing all the time, and Gary talks about Gary V talks about that, and like a lot of people are like, "What is your intent of this right. post?" Like, yep. There's another guy, uh, Ryan Enrico, on on Instagram. You have, yeah. Do you follow him at all? Yeah. Okay. So he talks about all the time, like, "What is your intent? Like, right. what are, what are you trying to get out of this? Yep. What are you trying to say? You know, like that intent is is everything for sure. And I mean, you, and, you, and you're trying to tell me that someone on the other end that sees this isn't going to pick up on the intent, right? I'm right. Like, eh, come on. Yeah. Like, your the, your tone and your word choice, like all these different things you're going to say, that matters. They're going to they're going to read it on the other side. It does. And I think I think ultimately the the philosophy behind 
this cast, I think more than anything, is is kind of where we started from before we started recording. That there's two ways there's two ways to go out, and that's kind of like luxury airliner, you know, cruising in, or do you want to wind up like Indiana Jones? Fly yes, land no. Okay, um, I don't know if you're an Indiana Jones fan, yeah, but he could know. always fly the plane. Yeah, yeah. Landing was always chaos. Oh, and yeah. because at the end of the day, he's just got done fighting Nazis or he just got done, you know, finding the, finding the Holy Grail or some other ridiculously successful thing. And, you know, so landing is a little bit of a rough ride. Just hold on. But I'd, I want to go out with, like, the wheels falling off and, and kind of like the airbag deploying at the end. It's just like, yeah, you know, might as well. Yeah. You're going out anyway. You're when eventually you, 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 going out. You see the, the car slide in. All of a sudden, the wheels fall off. Yep. Everything, the fucking hood pops open. Yep. The steam's coming out. And you're like, <laughs> fucking done. Right? Because like, why not? Exactly. You know, like, I, mean, like, I mean, there's no other. There's no other. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine it, you know, going out with. Well, my knees don't work. I really, I really can't do. I, I really can't go do it anymore. My body just won't let me. I couldn't imagine that feeling. And you know, so I mean, I'm fortunate. It's who I am. It's it's how I'm wired. I'm fortunate with that. But it's like even if I even if I wasn't as wired for it, I feel like I, w- I would I would learn how to do it because I'm so I'm not I'm not afraid of it. I'm just so. I, I don't want to ever be in that position, being at a point where I can't. Well, we're fucking here, man. Yeah. Like you, we had a chance to be born here, exactly. And you have a chance to do whatever the hell you want. Whatever. I mean, literally anything you want to do. You know, at, at the I, I hit this point. I was like a year, a little over a year and a half ago. And my my attorney that I use all the time, he's mm-hmm. like, he looked at me. He goes, you know, there's nothing more dangerous than a man with nothing left to lose. Right. Yep. You know, and that's where the point I was at. You know, yeah. I was like, I I have nothing. Right. I own nothing. I'm worth nothing at this point. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to... I had a bunch of mail sitting the other day when I got home after being gone for the nine days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this stuff is. And like, I saw one that said final notice. It ended up being mm-hmm. nothing. But my girlfriend was like, are you even worried about it? And I was like, I just kind of <laughs> laughed. I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. I was I mean, like, what are they going to... I mean, what are they gonna, you going to come and sue me and take you, away... What, yeah. my credit card debt? Yeah, exactly. That I, paid? I mean, exactly. who the fuck cares? Like, it's... If I, I'm a personal believer that if that if you if you stay the course and 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 you get up you get up early you go to bed late you you keep going at what it is you're trying to do. Eventually, to, you, eventually you'll get to a point, and this is one thing I like to say. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you'll have things that you're worried about other people taking from you. That's yeah. the way I look at it. And you know, I I do. I follow um, Cuban's got a got a saying. You know, work work all day like somebody's trying to take it all away from you. I work like that, and I don't – I say this to people all the time. When I get into entrepreneurial conversations or things like that, I don't mean to come off like an asshole. But when it comes to that stuff, when it comes to the entrepreneurial aspect, when it comes to this is what I'm trying to do, if you're in that pond with me, we're not friends. Well, no. If you're if you're going, if you're going to hang out in the same boat or like the same pond, yeah, like we're we're racing boats, or yeah. Whatever, no, like, no, no. Like, we're not we're, we're not friends. It's your objective. In order for you to be successful, I've got to lose to some extent. I've got no intention of losing. Yeah. So this will be fun. Who's gonna Who's gonna hold on the longest? You know, who's got Who's got endurance for this? Right. And it's the endurance to, to eat shit. Yep. 
Yep, like that's, that's, and a lot of shit. I yeah. mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's it's about. I just, I remember back a couple of years ago when I was like deep in it. I was yep. selling everything. I sold all my guns. I sold like my my, my girlfriend's like you're selling your bike. And I was like, when I'm done with this, I'll buy ten bikes. I'm not ten bikes. Like, nope. You know, like, just, I'm not just, just, I mean, and, and what I love is is like when people get to that point, it's it's almost like the you're going a little crazy, like you got a screw loose, and I'm like. Listen, I mean, if, if you if you know what you're doing here, if you're the right kind of person, you, you you're you're crazy like a fox. I mean, like you know where your end result is, yeah, and how to get there. Well, she always jokes around. She goes, "I think you're just four raccoons in a Joe suit." You I know, see that. That's like, funny. <laughs> That's funny. I like that a lot. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm always like into something. I'm always I always walk around in the middle of the night and I'm like always yep. doing in, into whatever. And you're always kind of curious and you're like, just figure it out. Yep. Just don't even worry about fucking. Just take what you got. Yep. Put something together and just keep fucking moving. Bingo. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how fucking beautiful it is. Or oh no. It is. You know, like obviously, what I present to my clients is mm-hmm. very, of course, beautiful because that's the whole point. It's it's the it's the end result of making the movie. Right. They get exactly. they get they, the get, finished they get the product. they get the finished product. It's it's clean. It's refined and yep. all that. They don't have to see. All the hell that I yep. went through to to make it exactly. And some days it was like. Fucking hell. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's and it, it stays that way. I mean, it doesn't. And I think that's the. What com- is the sexy thing of entrepreneurship? I don't even know what the fuck that. I, I, I think the common misconception of entrepreneurship is that the more event you get so successful, or eventually, it stops sucking so bad. No, it's still. I mean, <laughs> the the relative nature of it may change. Like you may go from, okay. Be living in a house to not living in a house, that that part may be gone, but the the risk is no less great because now you have now you have protecting what you created. Now you have a whole different right. Now fight everybody ahead wants to take you out. Right. Everybody wants to like get your stuff. Yep. Everybody wants to like you know. And like I was worried about you know people like because the cube is really not a big extravagant right. thing you know minus once I go to the technology piece of it and like yep. that that aspect of it, the technology piece will be different yeah but when I was really worried about it and I thought about it it was like there's a I don't know if it was Zen or who it was it said if the wrong man uses the right means mm-hmm. the right means will work in the wrong way yep and like that's my stuff mm-hmm. so originally I was worried about it but I was like if anybody copies what I did and not know how it works. And there's so much to what you do that's a philosophy that I really enjoy. Um, I could take that and I could I could do a couple of different things. I mean, I could, I could hurt myself. I could strangle myself in it. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with it. Okay? I mean, I would probably use it as some sort of... Um, you know, weight suspension device, some sort of, you know, right. like, like hang an elephant from all those straps and prove some, you know, ridiculously unnecessary rule of gravity. But the the point is, is that, you know, I, I don't have the vision that you have with that. Like, that that's why you did it. Right. No, you exactly. Know, when I was I, like, what is this thing? It doesn't really look like yeah. anything. And I was like, but then they get in and like, this is really hard. Yep. I was like, well, you don't spend five years working on something, and it's going to be easy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right? There, there's a there's a whole methodology around it that has healed people yep. that haven't found help in decades of right. their life. Yeah. 
And I mean, right. so like you can try to steal it all yeah. you want, build build all the fucking cubes you want. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But there's no way you're gonna know the the intricacies of why it works. Right. That's that's my and that, and that, and that's and that's the thing because I think that's important as important to people as it is. Does it work? Why does it work? What is it doing? How do you how do you replicate it? I mean, there there's there's a few times when it comes to growth spectrums and companies that I really feel like going like wide spectrum is the best idea. And I think something like what you're doing is is one of those areas where I think it's an amazing idea because there there's probably significantly more people that can um, benefit from the cube in general, like on the planet. You think about people that have never had exposure to certain things we have in this country. Oh yeah. That would look that would look at that and once they figured out it wasn't a jungle gym, they'd be like, "Oh my god, this thing is amazing." Like once they understood the philosophy of it and said and that's something that someone in my shoes could never explain to somebody else. You know what I mean? So I could oh, make yeah. as many cubes as I wanted to, have no idea what the hell to do with it. Right. No clue. Go in and touch all the things. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You're like, "Okay. Yeah. Got but it." Understanding how to intellectually or intuitively work with somebody yeah. to help them get out of the situation they're in. That's the, that's the intellectual piece of it. Yeah. And that's mine. Yep. You know, but I like what Musk did mm-hmm. with the cars where he's like, I'm not holding anybody to the patent. I'm not going to take you to court over right. patents. If you yeah. want to, if you want to take whatever I'm doing and yeah. use it by all means. Yep. And he stuck by that. Like yep. Ford took some of his stuff. I don't know if you saw like they, they brought, they made the tweet about um, the Ford EV or whatever. Yep. And Musk is like, good job. I'm glad yeah. you guys are doing it. Instead exactly. of going like, oh, now you're like, instead of throwing them under the bus, right. you congratulated them. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's all about. you want to take mine, because, you know, if you can build mine, you understand the philosophy of it. Yeah. Because I know what I'm building is yep. changing people's lives. So, if you know what? If I'm not the first mm-hmm. and you would have figured out how it works and you want to take it and you want to build it and change it a billion people's lives. Yep. Go for it. Fucking bravo. Exactly. Because, you know what? I, that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm just what I know about people yep. from learning it, I could live my whole life just on speaking engagements. Oh, for sure. So if you want to fucking take the cube and yep. fucking do whatever you want to with yep. it, fucking bravo. Yep. But I know it's gonna I know it's gonna help a lot of people. Oh, I know for it's sure. gonna like it's gonna you know, it's <laughs> it, I know it works and I know what it does. Yep. And I know what it's based around. Yep. And take it. Exactly. Do whatever you want to with it. Run, run with it. I mean, because I mean, I think what you what you know about it, you can, like you said, speaking engagements. I mean, you can deliver what you know about the cube in a million different ways to help people. Oh yeah. You know, so if that's what somebody really wanted to do, then go for it. But I mean, the cube is is I think one of the most relative direct paths to using it to benefit masses. I think. Oh yeah. You know, that's my yeah. Because you can you can totally set it up in, in spaces and just have hundreds of people. Yeah. Just come and use it, and yep. you know, once you have some sort of digital platform to mm-hmm. it, you know, you could literally run thousands of people a week on three employees. Oh yeah, you know, and now you're now you're essentially helping yep thousands of people a week get better, and then everybody's gonna want it in their house. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think we got to get out of here. I think so. we, I think we do. But yeah. I, I enjoyed this one. We covered, we covered a lot of um, different relative bases for this conversation. Yeah. I think it was excellent. No, definitely. All right, man. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I look forward to sharing more with you on future episodes. If you need to contact me, 
You could reach me at anothernewperspective101 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an awesome day.